0: Thank you for joining me today in MX Asian American or Mixes Asian American. If you don't know, MX or Mixes represents the gender neutral presentation of Miss or Mr. My name is Karen Zhang and I will be your host, guiding you through the Asian diasporic experience with an emphasis on the Asian American experience. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone to MX Asian American. Today we have Jeff on the show here. You want to introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Jeff Luong. I am a music producer, DJ, and songwriter uh, from New Jersey.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff, for coming on the show. Um, I always like to start with my guests from the beginning. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about how and where you grew
1: up? Yeah. So, um, well, I was born in Flushing, Queens, Uh a couple of years later, uh, my parents moved us out to the suburbs in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, and I spent, uh, I grew up there, stayed there for a while. Um, then I made my way to New York for a little bit. And now I'm over in the Bay Area of California. Awesome.
0: Um, so did you have any idea of what you wanted to do uh, when you were a
1: kid? Um yeah, you know, like it, it probably came to me like when I was around sixth grade, um one of our counselors sent us a sheet for us to send home and or to bring home and write out like what we wanted to be for a living. And um I always knew I wanted to be in something in entertainment. Uh so I wrote down comedian. Uh because wow. it's first I, I mean, I really I I still have a huge appreciation for stand-up comedy and comedians and anything that's like mm-hmm. really funny, but you know um, I had, uh, my parents are from Vietnam. Um, and you know, when they saw that, they were like, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not, not happening. So they made me erase it. And I, it's so heartbreaking for me to, to erase it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so I wrote down, you know, accountant just to like make them happy. I was like, I'll put down, right. accountant. I'll, p- I'll put down the, I'll put down doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll put down you know, you know the you know the, the the traditional career paths of of children of immigrants, right? Like that's that's like the 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 main things that they want you to be. And um, yeah, I mean, so I put those down. I did I did have a big interest in science, um, and I did actually for a while wanted I wanted to become a doctor. Uh, now I'm just friends with a lot of doctors, uh, so. <laughs> uh it kind of I kind of kind of live vicariously through them but um I did yeah it it does work um but yeah I I wanted I wanted to be somewhere in the entertainment field and um you know growing up uh, I think I had a really uh, a a knack for music since kindergarten realizing that I could play piano by ear uh very early on and and I can I can kind of do it now like I I'll play piano, but I, I just don't, I've never gotten any lessons for it. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it came up pretty early for me. So I knew it was going to be an entertainment in some some way or form. Um, now I'm kind of taking a little bit of a backseat, just, you know, working with companies and uh, artists to kind of do stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still kind of in the same same general vein of of entertainment
0: yeah um i find it really interesting that they sent a career interest form home in sixth grade that seems that sounds like really early to me yeah, <laughs> um,
1: it, yeah. it is really early but yeah uh, i i guess i guess they wanted to kind of give you a feel of you know what your interests are and how you can kind of progress through high school Um. I mean, I wrote all those down, but even through high school, I was just in everything that was related to music and acting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did all the plays I did. I was in like choir. I was in orchestra, Mm -hmm. Uh, had like our own little groups happening, Uh, did music production when I was probably in 10th grade. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of all stemmed from there and and really helped me out in my career now
0: yeah, that's super cool. Um that is what I was wondering. Like even though you wrote down what your parents wanted like wanted you to be, um, uh, you still pursued kind of like what you really wanted to
1: do, right?
0: But what about in college? like um...
1: college, um well, I was probably set to be uh, like I knew I wanted to do something along the lines of business. and I kind of had like a knack for marketing a little bit when I was, uh, younger. So I decided to pursue sociology, Mm -hmm. uh, like the study of people. And so I got my degree in sociology, uh, in hopes of getting into the business school, um, uh, and doing marketing, but I graduated during a financial crisis. So, um, -hmm. I steered away from that. Luckily my, my, my dad actually was like, nobody's going to hire you like with a master's degree, like right out the gate. Um, and the and I, you know, when I graduated, uh, nobody was hiring, so I dodged a bullet there. So I ended up getting a degree in communications and sociology, um, with a minor in psychology, uh, just because I just I, I have a general interest in just human behavior, and um, especially when it comes to groups of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I studied in school. I didn't really use it for very much. <laughs> afterwards uh, because I my first job out of college was a graphic designer and then I get into digital marketing um, after that while I'll still like DJing, <laughs> I was DJing probably I want to say 25 hours a week on top of a full-time job um, during that time so um, it was it was a lot.
0: Yeah so how did you like when and how did you get into DJing?
1: That started really early, early too. I think I started when I was fourteen. Oh, wow. um, I went to somebody's party in high school, and I think it was like I think I was a freshman at the time, and I went to somebody's. I think it was like a junior or seniors party. I have no, I, I don't, I don't remember. But I just remember being so enamored by the person playing the music, and that kind of led me to buying my first. Uh, because like turntables and Ooh. really practicing in my own house mm-hmm. and listening to TJs on the radio, like on you know, if you're you're if you're in New York, so you like you know, like on Z one hundred and mm-hmm. um all those radio, like hot ninety-seven, I would listen to all the DJs on there and just kind of replicate what they were doing. Um, until I built up enough confidence to actually do a lot of the older girls' sweet sixteen parties. And, wow. and so I did their sweet 16s. And then once I became 16, uh, I did like my friend's sweet 16 parties mm-hmm. um, and saved their parents a ton of money. So they were really happy to have me. Um, and, you know, I had a few friends that helped me out cause I wasn't able to drive. So some of my older friends would help me bring equipment to the parties and help me set up mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that kind of like launched, launched me DJing. And from there, uh, I think when I turned like 18, I started doing more clubs and lounges around the central Jersey area. So I went to Rutgers. And so by the time I was 18, 19, I was doing a lot of the college bars. I was doing a lot of the um, places downtown in New Brunswick uh, in, at Rutgers. Um, and that wow. kind of like launched it into uh, me doing that to pay rent. Mm -hmm. uh in my dorm room uh not my dorm room for my apartment uh in new brunswick and uh that led me down to uh being a resident dj down in atlantic city and Mm -hmm. so i did that for about a year and then went to philly so i kind of did like a reverse route i went to atlantic city did philly the philly circuit for a while and then i ended up in new york uh where i was playing a lot of places for about i want to say seven or eight years and traveling around the states uh went to dj in the philippines and uh dj in london and paris and uh yeah i'm in canada dj down in mexico uh, all, all over the place for 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 quite a while
0: wow well that's amazing it sounds like you were a hustler since you were young
1: yeah (laughs) Um,
0: i'm curious like once you um got out of high school and then like started doing um i guess gigs in the clubs were there any like i guess people like skeptical like either like about your age like are you too young to do this or like um i guess any difficulties that you face in this industry
1: so i've been i've been told that like i used to go by my last name so it was just be like dj luong it was my was like what i used to go by and i've been i was told by a lot of places that like my name was like too asian i was like what i I didn't understand it right um just because the way i grew up uh i grew up with so many different ethnicities very fortunate enough to like have uh really good black best friend, like really good black friends really good filipino friends really good uh spanish friends really good white friends so i didn't really understand it when they like i was getting told like my name's too asian like what does that even matter um so that that, that would probably be the only probably hang up that i had uh in the industry uh, especially in nightlife and from a marketing standpoint, I can kind of understand it. But then at the same time, I'm just like, D- like it shouldn't really matter. Yeah, that, that was probably the only difficulties that I would have um, when people were like booking me out to get played, you know, in different, especially being played, playing in different areas of the United States too. Because, you know, mm-hmm. that last name is, I mean, in the Asian community, it's pretty co- common, but, you know, somebody outside looking in not many people know like what the hell is that right
0: yeah names are really interesting like I talked to a guest before and some people don't have like I guess quote-unquote easily pronounceable names like from an Anglo-Saxon perspective Um, so they kept their like Chinese name right yeah Um, but then a lot of people would be like oh you should like Make yourself an American name so that it's easy for people to pronounce. That's mm-hmm. just, yeah, I, I, it's sad to hear, but also like the audacity of somebody asking you to change your name, you know right, yeah
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. I mean, like I did I did end up changing my name, but it was for different reasons mm-hmm. uh, other than like being too <laughs> having my last name being too Asian. I mean derivative it's kind of like uh my last name's long l-u-o-n-g but then in italian there's l-u-o-n-g-o so i was like okay how's that any different it's just an extra you know letter at the end um so yeah i mean I, i changed i ended up changing what i went like stage name i guess to kind of more focus on music production rather than djing so uh that that's how that ended up but but yeah, it, it is interesting yeah. to see, you know, how people change their names. I mean, my I, I probably have the the whitest name you can think of, <laughs> Jeff.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and, and my my brother's name is Alexander. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, we we have we have some pretty American names, um, uh-huh. but uh, I
0: mean, I can't say anything. Like my name's Karen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah uh, pretty pretty american names
0: but yeah but uh, it sounds like that you've you've branched out into doing other things other than djing can you tell us a little bit more about that
1: yeah so i i, I think once i was at the tail end not even the tail end but you know i i had been djing in clubs and and lounges and bars for so long in new york that i was kind of getting a little tired of it um And I I had always known that I wanted to get into music production. I just, you know, I, I just didn't want to take the time out to learn and, you know, playing a lot of instruments growing up and, you know, being around music so much growing up, I kind of knew like how to structure a song and how to, you know, what needs to be in a song to make it sound good. And so... I think in my late twenties, I was just like, you know, let me just learn. Let me learn how to actually put pen to paper, and create stuff. And it's been it's been a crazy journey. I mean, I, I'm le- I'm still learning so much every day now. Um, and now I'm doing work with artists, uh, singers, instrumentalists, uh, songwriters. So yeah, it's it's just been a crazy journey and and uh, the collaborations with so many talented people has just, you know inspired me to keep going and and creating more uh, every day. so yeah, it's 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 been a journey.
0: yeah, it's really admirable that you took the initiative to kind of learn this yourself, um, even though like you said <laughs> um took you a while, but still you did it, right? Um, so I still feel like that is something that is putting in the work. So my question is, were you doing all of this, I guess, entertainment industry um, things on the side while you had like a full-time job? Because you did talk about like a job. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I mean- At at some point,
0: did you like um, leave your job and then start focusing on this full-time?
1: Yeah, so when I was DJing, uh, things started to pick up so much that I was working almost like 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I would be DJing until like 3 o'clock in the morning and then going to work at probably like, I get to work at 9. Sometimes I would come in late because I was just so tired. And things got to the point where it picked up so much that uh, I quit. I remember quitting my job. Um and then going to Copenhagen for two weeks just to, like, decompress from everything that happened. Uh, not even what happened. is just, like, you know, I don't have to go to work anymore or, you know, be at an office. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I left that job. Uh, and for about eight years, I was DJing full time. I was doing that well up until until the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, that's when you know obviously things kind of slowed down. and mm-hmm. Places were shut down and uh, still kind of recovering. I mean, New York has New York has recovered really well. I mean, nightlife is insane out there right now, and it's it's mm-hmm. really good to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, once the pandemic hit, I actually I moved to Mexico um, for about a year and was doing private, like, client work. Uh, Just, you know, people still needed music to be made and, um, like, basically, like, content made, too. So I was just, you know, helping a lot of companies and people do that. Um, And now, uh, since moving to California, uh, I'm still doing a lot of things, uh, a lot of client work, Uh, with music um so that hasn't really like slowed down at all so um yeah it's just you know i i have i have everything that i need with me in a kind of like a mobile studio setup i don't really need crazy amounts of gear unless unless like it really calls for it there are plenty of studios here that can just rent out um if i need if i need like if i need help with some stuff you know so it's uh it's been kind of nice to have that that flexibility
0: yeah um well sounds like like incredible uh journey (laughs) yeah and i'm gonna ask so like what your parents think about (laughs) you being in the music Uh, industry now
1: (laughs) they're they're still worried they're always worried yeah Um, yeah. well i i didn't actually for a very long time i didn't tell them that i was DJing full-time because um during every every family gathering they'd be like oh you know it's a great job to do on the side um I'm like yeah you know it is it is a nice job to do on the side um mm-hmm. once I once I, I I so I landed I landed the gig with uh Mars Wrigley which is like they, they create like M&Ms and Snickers and and oh, wow. I do their I end up doing their Super Bowl parties for
0: wow.
1: years now
0: mm-hmm.
1: and once I told them that like they never really like ask me anything it's like oh you're doing Super Bowl (laughs) this year I'm like yeah you know I'm doing Super Bowl and then I would like invite family members because they'd be in different cities all the time so Uh if it was in Florida like one year in Florida I was like yeah you know let me just invite my cousin and his wife and have them come and they would tell my mom Mm -hmm. and dad like how much of a good time they had it was amazing and then my parents kind of like you know kind of backed off at that point so they're uh they they're they're always going to be worried because it's not it's it's a crazy industry to be in um you know stability is not the biggest draw to music like the music industry um people don't come here for stability um so they have a right to be worried of course because i'm like their son um but i have to kind of just like kind of fight, fight it back or, or like kind of quell their, their worries with, you know, I'm, I'm doing fine. Uh, don't worry about me. You know, uh, everything's going to be okay. It always, it always Mm -hmm. does. Like they always know I land on my feet anyway, so Mm -hmm. they can be worried for a while and, 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 you know, give it a, give it a couple months and they'll, they'll know that their son's okay.
0: Yeah, I think parents are always like you said, they're just always worried about us and looking out for us. But um I've talked to a few people but basically like whenever like a big name comes up or they're like where they're like, "Oh, I know this." So, I feel like in their minds it's like, "Oh, they're doing okay because, you know, you're literally working <laughs> yeah. with um what was the company called Mars? Um, yeah. for the Super Bowl, so yeah, it's yeah. like something they can latch on on to right. understand that you're actually doing okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. But we're gonna be asking the last question now, and uh, just wondering if you have any, uh, near future plans or goals.
1: Oh, near future plans. Well, my plan is to start working with a lot more artists. Um, I've been really trying to work with more vietnamese artists or asian american artists or even just asian artists in in general um i recently put out a remix of a song by uh, a vietnamese artist named melina uh that did pretty well in asia uh and you know for for a while now i've i've been wanting to work with more asian artists just because you know for me growing up i didn't I didn't really have a figure to look at or to, to like, be like, Oh, that person looks like me in the, in the music industry. So for maybe like Chad Hugo from the, from the, um, from NERD uh, who works with Pharrell, who's one half of, um, of yeah NER, NERD. This is probably the only person that I had to look up to uh, in the music industry that had a face like mine. And it's really wasn't, Like a face like mine. It was just Filipino, but you know, through I guess osmosis of our countries being closer together, uh, I kind of latched onto that. Um, but there's just so many talented Asian artists out there now that are putting out incredible music, um, whether it be, you know, here in the States or in Asia, uh, that I would would really love to work with um so that that's kind of the goal for for next year or two um is to work with our asian artists and and, and collaborate with as many people as possible it's always kind of the i guess the path as a music producer you want to work with as many people as possible um to make just incredible incredible music and content so uh, and I actually I hate that word. I shouldn't use that word. Content. It's making credible music. Um, but yeah that that would be the goal for next year. Um, but plans now it's kind of it's kind of quiet on on this end. Uh, I'm just doing a lot of uh, client work for companies that are uh, needing music for their demo reels or uh, they need music for some of their uh, videos on YouTube. Um. And yeah, that's, that's basically what I'm going to be working on uh, until next year, next three weeks, actually.
0: That sounds awesome. Um, And I hope you do get to meet your goal next year, but where can listeners find you and connect with you online if they want to reach out?
1: Yeah, you can uh, you can find my music on Spotify or all streaming services. Uh, I put my music out under the name Grifter, G R I F F T E R. I'm on Instagram as I am Grifter Music, uh, and uh, same thing on Threads. I don't really use Twitter anymore or X, as they call it. Um, uh, but yeah, you can find me mainly on uh, Instagram and threads. Oh, as well as YouTube. So grifter music on YouTube.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jeff, for coming on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Karen, for having me.